revolution Well, you know We all want to change the world You tell me that it's evil Ray, hurrah, mecca, lecca, hi, mecca, honey, ho um, Any other catchphrases we could throw in here at the beginning? This is knockin' futz This is knockin' futz um, Where's the beef? <laughs> Where's the beef? Uh, I got your beef right here. I got your beef right here. John Lennon says everything's going to be all right, but I'm not sure. After he beats his wife and abandons his firstborn child, who doesn't like him? I, I think he came to terms with it. Well, no, he said I love my dad, but he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Sean <laughs> Lennon said that. Sean, his other son, the the one that he was actually there for. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was right. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit, bit of a cunt. Just a, probably a very dissatisfied person, you know. Well, to be in that band and to do all that shit, that for some reason it, it's becoming cool to dislike the Beatles now. Apparently it is, and that's, that's fucking so, dumb. It's dumb. It's like, come on, guys. I'm going to go after some of these people, too, and be like, okay, it's okay to make fun of the band who has more contribution to music than any other band you can name right now. I can't name anybody that wasn't nobody. influenced by them. Nobody. There is nobody that has influenced more people than the Beatles. Nobody. No, not e- yeah, especially in the modern era, I'm saying. Well, yeah. I mean, they were influenced by people, of course, but they changed the history of music. People are doing mashups with Beatles songs and hip-hop songs. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. Like there's like there's some good ones with uh Biggie Smalls and the Beatles that are really good. I love hip-hop. But I, but you know who I think Danger Mouse did the gray album. He mixed yeah Jay Z's yeah. black album. I actually have it somewhere, and the Beatles white album and mashed them together, and it was fucking good. I'd like to hear that on vinyl. <laughs> I don't think they make that on vinyl. <laughs> that was a country. I think thing that to was just, one. <laughs> I think that was just it was something he did on his own because he wanted to, and right. just put it out for free. Right, and it was fucking cool. Yeah, like people are like sixties Nickelback. I no, not no, really, not at all. They not at all. They put out. They they were only together for eight years. Nickelback's been together now for almost twenty. Yeah, and have never done anything that comes close to approaching anything the Beatles did. Not even a little bit. It's fucking uh, just because they were popular. How you remind me? Are you telling me that fucking song has anything to do? Do I need to go through this? <laughs> through, <laughs> I have the entire catalog here. I mean, Jesus Christ, let's go to this. Uh, the most iconic chords at the beginning of any song ever. Yeah. And it's a great fucking song. Sergeant Peppers. Well, that whole album. I mean, sure, they were a little bit boy bandy in the beginning, but everything was boy bandy back then. See, that's the thing you had to. Pearl Jam was kind of glammy at the beginning because they had to be. Well, that's that's the way the production was. Yes. They, they were just wearing. They still wore flannel. I know. I mean, I know they were different, but one of them was wearing a top hat. At one point, I'm like, oh, he uh, still wears top hats. Okay, he still wears ridiculous, stupid hats. That guy, Jeff Ahmet. Yeah, he yeah. still does that, and he's really cool. Yeah, like every interview I've ever seen with him, he's a big guy too. He's a basketball fan. One, two, three, like this. This is very still fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Seventeen. She could have been eighteen, but you need those syllables. I don't understand what, what the hate is about. My friends used to hate him, too. Well, people like to be contrarians. They like to be 
I understand going against the flow of things, but if the flow is in a positive direction, don't stand in its way don't, and don't go against it. That's just yeah. fucking dumb. I, 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 most of the people that I know that don't like them have never given them a chance. All they've heard is, um, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, they were a boy band. Nah, I think you might need to alter that it. perception slightly. Yeah. yeah. They changed they were the first guys to use distortion the first guys to fucking scream back mac back masking where shit was backwards mm-hmm. in it i'm pretty sure this song has a backwards guitar solo yeah i i, I think the beatles are and i it's not that i never liked them i just never got them because i felt like i felt intimidated by the catalog to be quite honest i was like i wasn't there i can never be as big a fan as other people but then i went you know, with the advent of the digital music age and YouTube and all that stuff, I started listening to them a lot. I'm like, man, these guys were every bit as fucking good made, as advertised. They made diss tracks. <laughs> they would do disses. So like, this song's called Angie Bird Can Sing. It's They're like throwing shade at the fucking Rolling Stones. This song right here. It doesn't sound like they're throwing shade. No. But listen to the lyrics. I was talking to the Rolling Stones. You tell me that you got everything you want and your bird can sing. The bird is Marianne Faithful. <laughs> but you don't get me. is like you don't get to be like the Beatles. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they were fucking throwing shade. I love it. Marianne Faithful. And tell me you don't love this song. There's never been a more positive song. Good day, sunshine. Never been a more positive song. <laughs> My favorite song by them. Good day, sunshine. Uh, I have to be honest, and I know why it's my favorite song, Twist and Shout. Oh, yeah, you've told me that a couple times. Yeah. That's, we weren't even planning on talking about this, but I, no, I, just, no. I just got mad. But this will segue <laughs> into what we were going to talk about. I just about. got real mad about the. Uh, Let me play something from somebody where. And, and the, you couldn't get away with writing this song nowadays. I know what the song is, I just don't know this Jesus, John? Fucking shit! John Lynn's gonna kill a bitch! Yes, he is. Is John Lynn gonna have to choke a bitch? <laughs> I'm going to play a track from who I wanted to talk about. I'm going to play. This is a Christmas song. I know Christmas is over, but it's still kind of time. But this is also Christmas like, is always in our hearts. One of the most punk rockin' songs. DMXmas is always in our hearts. Yeah, it's uh it actually is a remake from a from another punk band, older punk band. Okay. Gwen Stefani now. 
is a far cry from what what Gwen Stefani was. Like, I remember. Well, yet you, have, you, have, you, you must remember it. she is probably damn near fifty years old. You can keep it going, honey. Uh, but okay, here's the thing. I, I understand that. I get it. Just children's. Yeah, but okay. The her, when her Stephane, vagina is probably drying up, and very sandpaper like. Uh, I bet you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that country music guy, that fake country music guy, is really giving her the old ramrod. That is the ultimate. That is the. Uma Thurman getting the bullet in the brain coup de gras, fucking right there. That's just no, but it's uh, Gwen Stefani when they came out with uh, just a oh, tragic kingdom, and they actually had an album before, which is a great Sky album. Didn't they have multiple albums before where she wasn't even in the band, and then she joined? The yes, band and her like her quit. brother was in the band. No, he never actually quit. Like he he, he did. Right. He he got sick, but then he was like a producer, and he helped him with a lot of music and his keyboards and stuff like that. Um, but. Uh, she was actually very shy to begin with. She didn't. She could sing, but she didn't like. You know, she's never been a great singer. Let's be honest. It's great for what she does. Yeah, it's punk. Yeah, well, you don't have ska. to have. Yeah, yeah, punk ska. They blend. You know, skunk, skunk. Yeah, or pa. No, I like skunk better. Yeah, I like skunk better too. Um, but uh, Tragic Kingdom came out huge. That, huge. It was huge. huge. It was not a bigger album that year. <laughs> but it was nineteen ninety four, wasn't it? Yes, there were many bigger albums that year, but it was still pretty huge, dude. Every almost every song they had on it was a hit. Every album was huge back then, though, because remember you had to buy albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. or you could sit with the radio on and the tape deck ready. And oh, that was a little bit after that. Cool. That was a little bit after not that. for me, bud. No, nope. I didn't get a CD player till nineteen and ninety six. Okay, <laughs> I remember CDs were cool. Like a laser plays them. Isn't that the coolest thing ever? It's ridiculous. Like, how does that happen? That's alien technology. Now you find out it's really pretty fucking simple. I don't know how it works. But. It's just a it's just a code, and the laser reads the code and translates the, the but data. How does to the, the music go into the code? Well, you can you explain can, it. You can do anything in binary. You can do anything in binary. Yeah, but I don't it's the sequence. That. I know, I know, but that's I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand <laughs> it completely, but I get it's basically just a record does the same thing, except it's with. Uh, like I don't understand how what we're doing right now works. I don't understand how I'm talking into this <laughs> this cock shaped thing. It goes through this cable. What are you, the unfrozen caveman lawyer? <laughs> I'm just a caveman. Just a simple. I don't ca- understand your technology. <laughs> I was astounded when I first saw the wheel. <laughs> Makes me want to get out of my BMW and run to the hills or whatever. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't. I don't understand this shit. I don't understand when I turn this knob, my voice gets louder. I don't, I don't understand why it does that, but it does that. Right? That's amazing. It is amazing. But I don't understand why I turn this knob and I can't hear you anymore. All of a sudden, yeah. See, isn't that neat? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that better, listeners? <laughs> the old fun employment files. Oh, fun employment files. I think it's episode sixteen. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I have to look that up. Should have looked that up before we started. So Some people like the fun employment files better. Well, those people are morons. Yeah. It is a decidedly different show because it's usually just the two of us. Yeah. And we have no plan. We're just talking about bullshit. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Now, all right. What are we going to talk about other than Gwen Stefani losing, losing her hotness? I still think she's hot. I think she's pretty. She's an elegant 70-year-old woman now. She's not hot anymore. She's pretty. I'd stuff she's her beautiful, muffin. as a matter of fact, but she's not hot anymore. Uh, I'd make her do all the dirty shit she did back in the 90s. 
you know she did some dirty shit. Oh, guarantee it. Yeah. Gavin Rosdell wasn't getting in getting in there if she wasn't doing some dirty shit. He had his pick. Yeah, that's true. Don't let the days go, boy. You know that everybody Listerine. You know that everybody in England hated them. Well, England was firmly divided between Blur and um Oasis. Yeah. I liked both of both of them. I liked one song from Blur, to be quite honest. Song two. Yeah. Woohoo! It's a great song. It's a song you want to kick somebody's ass to. You know, that's uh, Michael Bisping, Michael the Count Bisping. Yeah, the fighter. He walks out to that, does he? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's just awesome. And I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to play some of it. We're going to get into. Are, are, this. We, are we doing this again? I'm <laughs> having a music show. Again. I guess we're going to do it again. But you keep talking about Gwen Stefani or whatever, and I'm going to do this. Gwen Stefani or. Whatever. It's going to be an ad. No. I love it. Very stripped down. Very simple. Put my god when it kicks in. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Still gives it chills. It's fucking great. Great fucking song. They got distortion on the guitars and the bass. Yeah. And Blur became eventually Gorillas. That's right. And the Gorillas fucking rock. I love them. They're pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if Blur, all of Blur are in the Gorillas. All the people that matter, I think. The singer. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel that did you see? Did you see the performance they did where they had the screens up and it made them three dimensional and stuff? Like the look yeah. like the wasn't that just fucking? They were holograms. Wasn't that weird? In a fucking awesome way. Yeah, it was weird. I like, I like the grill. There's the grill. Is there? Probably gonna have an ad in front. No, that's my least favorite Gorilla song. It's the first one that I saw pop up. Feel good ink. It's my favorite song by them. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best bass lines ever. It's taking a while to get there. It does. Like, do they tour? Yeah. And they just have like a screen and they play the music. I don't know behind. what they do. Probably. They have a soldier in this song. I was going to say, that'd be a ripoff. If they if they toured and just played their videos. Yeah, yeah. And just collect the checks. Like, fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Also kinda reminds me of uh Beck. Yeah. They were All right, back to Gwen Stefani. No, but then we're gonna we were gonna talk about uh everything. Well directors was the movies thing. and yeah. I watched three goddamn Quentin Tarantino movies today. Oh, you watched all three? You said you fell asleep. I mean, I fell asleep for Inglorious Bastards, but... God, it's a good fucking movie. It is a good movie, but there's, it's it's long. It, it might just be the, it might be the same length as some of his other movies, but this one just seems long. That's Private Donnie Donowitz back here. <laughs> you might know him by his other name. The Bear Jew. <laughs> <laughs> uh Donnie, this man here wants to die for, for his, his country. country. Oblige, Oblige him. him. <laughs> I, no, my favorite part is that. Donnie, yeah! 
<laughs> That's uh, what's his name? It's uh, Eli Roth. Yeah, Eli Roth. He's a good horror director yeah. and stuff too. Hostel and uh, there's a lot of torture. The porn. Green Hornet, not Green Hornet. Green. He has a, a horror movie out now where they kill social justice warriors. Nice. Green something. Green Lantern Arrow. Whatever. Green Bag Green, Green Hill. No. I have to look it up now. Mm. Eli Roth. He is a big dude. Yeah. I mean, not in a bodybuilder-like way. He's just a, he's just a big, massive Jew. Yeah, he looks like... Yeah, he's, being, he's a big Jew. He was a scary fucking Jew. The Bear Jew. <laughs> Bonjourna. There's a lot of really funny movies in... in yeah. A lot of really funny shit in his movies, man. Grazie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking movie. It's so goddamn funny. Uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> the Green Inferno. Yeah. I might rent it. So fucking uh, who else is in that? That dude. That movie has so many good people in it. Which one? Um, Inglorious Bastards. Well, you got. It your... has the always, always great um, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender's in it. Yeah, he plays the. He it, is always great, but I just can't remember. He plays the guy, like the the British guy they send in undercover, and they he like messes up his German in the bar, and then they get into the. So you got your pit, you got your Melanie Laurent, Shoshana, Shoshana, mm-hmm. Shoshana, ah, 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 la creme. Oh, I just want to fucking kill him. I know, dude. I hated him in that movie. That's hey, why he should That's why I deserve that fucking Oscar. Christoph Waltz, Eli Roth. Yep. There's as much as I hated him. Fassbender. As much as I hated him in Glorious Bastards, I loved him just as much in Jacko Unchained. Oh, he was he great. He was an awesome fucking character. He was great. Like, especially when he killed DiCaprio. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Then he just killed him because it was the right thing to do. <laughs> B.J. Novak, who yeah. wrote the he wrote the office. Yeah, no, B.J. Novak. I love when they're talking to him. He's, they, he's rarely, they call you the little guy. I'm the little guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's rarely in anything, like actually in stuff. But he just writes everything. He's good. Yeah, he, he's he was the main guy on the office. Uh, a bunch of names. Mike Myers. I forgot. I about loved him. his part in that. Yeah. For the Jerry's, like it was like it, it was almost like he was an older Austin Powers in that. You know what I mean? But it Sam was, Levine, mm-hmm. he's he's the guy that you recognize, but you don't. Yeah, you just don't know his name. Uh, Any monster looking motherfucker? Fucking Samuel Jackson was narrating it. <laughs> you out of nowhere, Hugo Stiglitz. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hugo Stiglitz. I want to find that fucking scene. We're just completely fucking off with the Gwen Stefani bullshit now, aren't we? Yes, we are. Right? My favorite scene from uh, Django. Is it? Can I say it before you put it? <laughs> yeah, up? you can say it. This nigga here. Well, no, <laughs> that that I like that. I have to wash all the sheets. <laughs> I uh, like, well, I do like fuck? that. It's um, it's the mask scene. Oh yeah, yeah. With Tom Wopat, Don Johnson, fucking <laughs> Unchained. I'm looking for the cake. Is it the KKK scene? Yes. It's so long, but oh god, it's going to be so worth it. This is when they're chasing uh, after what happened after Django and him yeah. killed the three dudes on this Same property. Yeah. Just... Don Johnson was good in that too. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's a good actor, dude. I think, much as I hate to admit it, I I think that it's god damn, it's hard to see all these things. <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> the music's all dramatic and I know, and then it's comedy. 
like an extended scene that she, like would usually only be like forty five seconds, right? But no, he he lets it go for five minutes. Didn't they? They planted a bomb in the in the trailer, didn't they? Yeah, in the tooth. He's just a good fucking brother. It's a bunch of rednecks right now riding up to uh, where they are. Nobody shoot them. That's way too simple for these jokers. We're going to whoop that nigga lover to death. And I'm going to personally strip and clip that gaboon myself. <laughs> Damn. Jonah <Damn>. Hill. <laughs> I can't see fucking shit out of you. <laughs> you ready or what? Oh, hold on, I'm fucking with my hole. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Uh, <laughs> just made it worse. Who made this goddamn shit? Willard's wife. You make your own goddamn mask. <laughs> Nobody's saying they don't appreciate what Jenny did. Well, if all I had to do was cut a hole in a bag, I could have cut it better than this. What about yeah. you, Robert? Yeah. Can you see? Not too good. I mean, I don't move my head. I can see you pretty good, more or less. But when I start riding, the bag's moving all over, and I, I'm riding blind. I just made mine worse. Anybody bring any extra bags? No, nobody brought an extra bag. I'm just asking. Do we have to wear them when we ride? Oh, well, shit fire! If you don't wear them as you ride up, that just defeats the purpose. Well, I can't see in this fucking thing! I can't breathe in this fucking thing, and I can't ride in this fucking thing! Well, fuck all y'all! I'm going home! <laughs> my wife work all day getting 30 bags together for you ungrateful sons of bitches, and all I can hear is criticize, criticize, criticize. <laughs> so it's Tomboy Pat. Don't ask me your mind for nothing. It's Tomboy Pat Don Johnson. Jonah Hill. Let's not forget why we're here. Who else is in it? We gotta kill a nigga over that hill there. <laughs> we gotta make a lesson out of it. Okay, I'm confused. Are the bags on or off? I think we all think the bag was a nice idea. Yeah. <laughs> but not I like the, the guy trying to soothe it. It would have been done better. So how about no bags this time, but next time we do the bags right and then we go... Wait a minute. I didn't say no bags. But nobody can see. So? So it'd be nice to see. God damn it! This is a raid! I can't see, you can't see. So what? All that matters is can the fucking horse see! <laughs> That's a raid! <laughs> <laughs> Get that nigga out from under that wagon! <laughs> get that nigga love out of the wagon! Get that nigga down here! Big guy! What? They tricked him! Well, where are they? Alfita's in. Fucking perfect. Is awesome. That is perfect. Alfita's in. Great fucking scene. And he, again, Walt, his, he has those pregnant pauses, like when he's, when he's talking. Yeah. You know something big is coming. And he always delivers. Like every time he delivers a line, it doesn't matter what he's saying. It's always good when he has that pause because he's getting ready to come. Or if he's playing a bad guy, you hate him. And you want Absolutely. Him. And see, that's the mark of a great actor. If you if you hate the guy so much that you're like, I'm gonna if I saw that fucker in the street, I'd punch him. Like that's a character. It's not real. <laughs> it's really nailing it. Well, it's like the kid uh 
Alfie Allen, I think, on um, Allen Iverson. No, we talking about practice. No, we're talking about <laughs> Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, the Joffrey. Yeah, the kid who played Joffrey. Hate Pe- him. People would cuss him in the street, and he'd be walking with like Sophie Turner or Maisie Williams because they're all friends, you know, and they're of an age and they hang out. Nelly Olson looking motherfucker. But one time a woman was, actor, was cussing him on the street and Sophie Turner looked at him and said, that is a character in the show. <laughs> he's an actor. You know? <laughs> I don't even know if he's a good actor, but he just has a real punchable face, dude. I think he does really well. Like I think he does fine, yeah. but like he, he, he might've known that that's the only role he's ever going to you know do. Well, so. he was in, cause he's bowed out. He doesn't act anymore. He was in Batman Begins, and he was sort of a sweet little kid. Yeah. I told you he'd come. (laughs) So he's not going to act anymore? No. Really? Going to school, and he also, I think, works with uh, the the Red Cross or... uh, No, he's, like, really... He's, like, really together. Like Like Frankie Muniz? He doesn't act anymore, either. He just didn't want to do it anymore? No, he's like, I got a couple hundred million dollars. I'm going to get a few million dollars a year, because Malcolm in the Middle is always going to be on the air somewhere. I mean, and that's, good. and that's smart. Yeah. There's no, I mean, it wasn't like he was good. He, he was good for what he did, but he well, was he did, good. He did a lot of voiceover acting for, um, for Nickelodeon. He like, he did, uh, he did Fairly Odd Parents, one of the greatest fucking kid shows ever put on fucking I've TV. never seen it. Oh, weirdo. God, it's fucking awesome. You're lucky you have a kid. Cause I know you like watching those anyway. I watch them by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Adventure Time, but that's for, no, let's be honest. No. Adventure Time's for adults. It is kind of, <laughs> um, there's that one in, uh, Regular show is uh, God. Regular show is awesome. I love regular show. Muscle Man's one of the greatest characters ever. <laughs> His whole family, Muscle Dad, my mom, Muscle Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's multiple examples of why Django Unchained is maybe the funniest movie that came out that year. Absolutely. <laughs> like whenever they before this scene, the scene I just played, they went on uh, Don Johnson's property, and he was walking around, and he found the dudes they wanted to kill. Mm-hmm. And Django kills him, and the other kills two of them, and the other guy takes off riding on a horse. And uh, Waltz, Christoph Waltz, comes up and asks if that's the if the guy riding off on the horse is the third guy that they need to kill. And he goes, "Yeah." Are you sure? He goes, "Yeah." Are you positive? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know what positive means. <laughs> it means sure. Then yeah, and then he shoots. Him. <laughs> yeah. Christoph Walter was a great shot because he kept, he's like Quigley down under a good shot. You know what I mean? Which, by the way, I love that movie. I don't care what anybody says. Quigley down under? Yes. I don't know that I've seen it. Um, I try to stay away from Tom Selleck. I like Tom Selleck. I know how much our friend Carol loves Tom Selleck, but. Oh, Christmas Carol. Oh, Carol. I really love Tom Selleck. (laughs) They all love Tom Selleck. (laughs) No, um, no, it's a good movie. You've never seen it? I might have. He plays a. Uh, a uh, my, no, he's from Wyoming, a Wyoming cowboy. Uh, he goes to Australia to kill what he's told at the beginning is uh, dingoes. Like the guys having dingoes on his property, like really bad. Apparently, Australia is really fucking big. Like it's Australia is gigantic, and there's only places where like civilized, oh, where non-aboriginal Aboriginal people can live, live anywhere, live throughout it. Yeah, but like white people are just like in like four places. Yes, Queensland. Um, Perth. Perth, 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 Queensland. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's not. It's not bad. <laughs> Gappy, uh, <laughs> Gappy. <laughs> I remember when the Simpsons went there. Give me one of those big Australian beers everybody keeps talking about. Wham! It's like this big. 
something wrong? Yank. <laughs> well, no, it's pretty big. Whatever they guess. <laughs> they go to the uh, the embassy, the American embassy, and they make the toilet flush yeah. the American way. And he goes, <laughs> glory, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part though is the they bring those those bullfrogs that guys. Going, these bloody things are everywhere. They're the left and the lorry and all of them like a good chuck. Pretty much, there's uh, there's just like four cities. You had Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth. It's pretty much their biggest cities. And the, and the Aborigines were largely nonviolent. Yeah, until we got there. I mean, they did war amongst each other and were very good with a spear. But... Don't call them spear chuckers. They're not even African in origin. No, there's there's Gold Coast. There's Canberra, Newcastle, Wollongong, <laughs> Walkabout Creek, <laughs> and Logan City, <laughs> which is in Queensland. I guess there's provinces. Queensland, New South Wales, Australian Capital Territory, <laughs> territory up in the Northern Territory. <laughs> Of course, the bank was running 18 feet high in the wet season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, could you fetch me a Vegemite sandwich? <laughs> hate those bloody things. Vegemite. What the fuck is that? It's a uh, vegetable spread. Gross. Apparently, it's, Gross. Apparently it's an acquired taste. Yeah, there's only like 10 places where people live in Australia. And then there's those savages. Well, the Aborigines, they, they've actually done studies. They are the... Most highly adapted people to their environment on Earth. Well, they were like, there whenever the continentals the continents divided. You know, they were they were the people on that continent whenever Pangaea broke up and started the shift. You know, I don't think there were people when Pangaea broke up. You don't think there were? Mm-mm. It was the age of large mammals. We we hadn't human beings had not been had not come about yet. We only. You're no, right. All I'm, people I was come just from Africa. One hundred percent guessing. No, so. <laughs> I'm. I'm sorry. You might be right. No, I, I was just one hundred percent guessing. No, I don't know. Uh, no, I'll tell you what you're thinking about. Uh, the animals, the animals that were there, that were there, were completely isolated and did not evolve like other animals did, like kangaroo right. or deer. Right. Essentially, yeah. they were, yes. they were deer, and then. As breeding goes on and on and on, and they're remarkably all of a sudden they're these weird fucking boxing animals that have huge tails. Well, and and they're not a fanny pack, and the, a lot of the animals, like especially the large prey animals, I mean the large uh, predator animals, were remarkably not adapted to their environment. Like they were, they were not very effective. Like the Tasmanian wolf was a marsupial wolf and only died out in the early nineteen eighteen hundreds or late eighteen hundreds or something like that. They actually had a specimen. Um, and actually, people think they're still alive. They're, they probably went into hiding, and, they, and they're actually good at hiding. But they're slow. They're not terribly, you know, they're not terribly uh, good at killing things. They're more scavengers. You know what I mean? Like the the. It's a very. I love seeing documentaries because it's a very strange place. What do you think the Tasmanian devil was supposed to be? Was going to end up being? Look at that son of a bitch. It's a it's, bear. It's a precursor to a badger or something. It's like a tiny little bear. Yeah. They're adorable, but they rip your throat out and giggle about it. Actually, they're not. They're not terribly uh, good at killing either. They're fierce, but they're kind of awkward. They're not as fierce as the wolverine, and they're not as well. They're not as, as large and powerful do, as the wolverine. Do they have wolverines down there? No. Where Where are wolverines? Wolverines are uh, Asia, evil uh, parts of Asia, North America. Um, I think parts of Europe. There are still wolverines. Their Their range has shrunk dramatically. 
they used to be in the uh, in the lower United States, like around well, Michigan. You know, is na- is a Wolverine state, so um, they used to be. Just they're they're actually pretty fascinating creatures too. They're this fucking big. They're big. Tasmanian? It's a giant weasel. Or, uh, wolverines? Yeah, it's a giant weasel. Jesus fuck. They're as big as a pit bull. Oh god. That's and they're horrifying. And, they're, and, they're, and their paws are like this. <laughs> and their ferocity, and they stink worse than a skunk. See, all weasels are family mustelate. It's uh it's the uh Latin word for musk or something. And, and they stink. For stink, yeah. Hmm. Skunks, weasels, uh badgers, um Japanese people. Asians, Asians. Um, <laughs> otters, um, all those animals. You otters, see them. Minks, <laughs> you know, very successful. Species. Look at that son of a bitch. Yeah, and they're fucking nothing but muscle, and they're huge. They're they're kind of nice. They're they're pretty they, docile. They're okay with humans. Like koala, a uh, koala will rip your throat out. Yeah, they're not very friendly. Yeah, they look like they'd be friendly. I don't know what that is, but I want nothing to do with it. Is that an Australian snake? Yeah, this is all Australian. Might animals. be a king brown or a bush these master. guys. They look like cartoons. I don't know what they are. That's a wallaby. No, that's not a wallaby. I think it's a kookaburra. No, kookaburra is a bird. It's it's something stupid, but I don't think it's a wallaby because wallabies look more like kangaroos. I think that's a wallaby. Well, there are different. There are different varieties of wallabies. There's large wallabies. There's tree wallabies. There's you know that they're a pretty amazing cross section of animals uh, there in Australia. And don't get me don't get me started about the sharks. The shacks that fucking range the place. I mean. It's horrifying. Just horrifying. I think that's a wallaby. That is. And I don't know what he is. I guess I'll have to go. Let me see. Actually, I was studied animals when I was a kid. I was one of my interests. So let me see. Maybe I might be able to tell. It doesn't want It's the one I showed you earlier. I said it was a kookaburra. That looks like a. They always look like they're smiling. That's, I do believe that's a wallaby of some kind. Because there's so many different. What the goddamn fuck is that thing? It's a kangaroo mouse, I believe. Ugh. I want nothing to do with that thing. Is that the dodo? That's an emu. Emu, dodo, same thing. <laughs> Is this name animals? That's, uh, that's a ridiculous thing. That's a... Um... <laughs> Fuck, I know what that is. Well, there's a porcupine. What is that thing? That's a... A walla... Walla walla Washington. What is that thing? It's going to drive me crazy. I'll think of it in a minute. Uh um, but no, the and like it's a live. It is a a living example and proof of evolution. There are two only two egg laying mammals in the world, and they're the platypus and the spiny echidna. And they're platypuses uh, are platypi, platypes, platyp- I don't know platypi. I guess they're stupid. They're a ridiculous. They're primitive. They're like hilarious. they're so primitive. It's a link between like an earlier creature and mammals. Like uh. They're called monotremes. They do produce milk, but they have no nipples. They have no... Uh, you have no nipples. They have no mammaries. So they just... The milk... Mammaries. It's weird. The all ma- alone <laughs> in the moon. The milk like just seeps out of the, of, of a like a hole. Oh, it's, uh, I think the little feller I liked was a quokka. A Q-U-O-K-K-A. Okay. No, nah, maybe not. He's not quite as adorable. These guys always look They're like... They're totes they adorbs. These guys always look like they got like the... Biggest cheese, cheesy smile. <laughs> what are we doing with this episode? <laughs> Whatever the fuck we want. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about Australia, and then I got interested. Um, 
Australia, okay. Uh, we have only one marsupial here in the, in the United States, and that's possum. Um, I think you mean opossum. <laughs> yes. Um, that is, and they marsupials are a more primitive form of mammal. Like they, they're almost a mammal, right? No, they are mammals, but they're a more primitive type. Like it's, it's a more, it's a variety. You I, think you're, I just think you're being racist. I might be when you're saying they're primitive. <laughs> I'm going to take a look at the Australian tarantula. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I don't. Spiders don't bother me. Spiders bother me. That bothers the fuck out of me. Spiders and snakes. I don't care. I don't like spiders and snakes. They don't bother me at all. That ain't what it takes to love me. (laughs) Anyway, back to directors. Um, I like when they put like accidentally put things in movies. I watched something last night about Star Trek. mm Mm-hmm. And J.J. Abrams, you know the beginning of the first Star Trek movie? Yes. Where young... Uh, Kirk's dad. Kirk gets in the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plays... Uh, sabotage. Sabotage. Yeah. Which what that effectively does is puts... It makes uh, the Beastie Boys exist in the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. And in the late 90s, they had a song that referenced Spock. I get... Okay, yeah. <laughs> he like... He JJ he, was like, I just didn't think about that. I didn't care because he doesn't care now. He's like, yeah. I give a shit. You know, he's one of those guys. He's I just a, like that. He's a practical nerd. He knows what's cool, and he doesn't see those. Have you ever met a really impractical nerd who really gets into that kind of shit? Well, yeah, those like, well, now uh, uh, apparently the Beastie Boys exist in. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> that is fucking stupid. <laughs> the shut, fantasy land. Shut up. It doesn't matter. Maybe in that universe they were all killed in the plane crash before they put out intergalactic. I can make all kinds of <laughs> dumb theories why you know that's why that fits. You know that doesn't. You know it's like me with Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Do I give a shit if they do things differently or if there's a lightsaber difference or this? I don't give a fuck. What if they get make rid of lightsabers altogether? Huh? What if they get rid of lightsabers? They can't all? do that. They can. They could, but <laughs> why would you watch it? I, I tell you what the. The uh, prequels, there was a little bit too much lightsaber for my taste. See that we didn't, we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, we really haven't. How was I right? The first one is could be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. It's one of them, and it's all because well, the writing is terrible, but it's all because you put a seven year old kid to in there to carry a movie, and all the woo yeah yeah whoa boy I could <laughs> yeah. I, this is fresh for me because I just watched him last weekend. Right. Woo! Ungodly terrible. Yeah. It's they should have murdered George Lucas after that. Well, uh, actually, uh, Pat Oswalt had a whole bit about that. I, I could play it. You want me to play it real quick? Sure. Because it really fits. Well, he, um, the second one. What the, what they should have done? They should have started. Off uh, Anakin Skywalker at like fourteen, they should have just used Hayden. If they were going to use Hayden Christensen in the second one, they just should have found him in the first. Yeah, place and what and you used told him and, in the first. And place. what you told me is so fucking upsetting. <laughs> that is so upsetting. Should I, I reveal that now? Yes, or? you should. I told him that um, Leonardo DiCaprio was going to play Anakin Skywalker in Episode Two and Episode Three, but he decided to take Gangs of New York instead. But Leonardo DiCaprio would have had his career ruined by those movies. He would have. And we wouldn't have all these great Leonardo DiCaprio movies. The Departed would have been different. Um, my geekiness is getting in the way of my nerdiness. Gangs of I'm New York. starting to notice Which as was I grow a good older. Movie. I had this really sad realization. I was thinking the other day about a, uh, 
a time machine. If I had a time machine, four minutes. You know, because I'm really into history. Like, would I go back and witness something? Like, find out who Jack the Ripper was, or stop the Kennedy? Friend of the show, Pat Oswalt. Friend of the show. First thing I thought of doing, inspiration. If I actually had a time machine, is I would go back to around. 1993 or 94 and killed George Lucas with a shovel. That was the first thing that came to my mind. What and makes that stop funny? Him from is making the, the prequels. Yes. That's how I would try to save history. Fucking pathetic. I mean, I don't even know how I would have reacted if I just run into him on the street, like going, oh my God, you're fucking Listen to his, his George voice Lucas, he dude. Does. Look, I don't want to bother you and nerd out, but like, Star Wars is one of my favorite movies, and I just want to thank you, man. Just thanks for all that. It's, it's so great. Ah, you like uh, Star Wars. Um, I got some good news. I'm working on the uh, three prequels, the first three chapters. Oh, really? You're going to do the finally? Oh, my God, that's awesome, dude. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Well, hey, you say you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, Do you like Darth Vader? I fucking fucking love Darth Vader, dude. The the helmet and the cape with the sword. That's great, man. Is he in the first movie? Uh, yeah, in the first movie, you get to see him as a little kid. Uh, is he like a little Damien Omen kid, like evil and killing people with his mind and shit like that? No, he's just like this little kid, and then he gets taken away from his mom, and he's very sad. Uh, I don't really care about him as a little kid at all. <laughs> That's his reaction. <laughs> yeah. At all. I, don't, I just like the helmet and the sword and the cape. That was, was kind of cool about him. Well, hey, don't worry, because guess who shows up in the second movie? Boba Fett. There you fucking Boba Fett. Yes! With the helmet and he's a bounty hunter. That is awesome, man. That is so cool. Yeah, and in the second movie, you get to see him as a little kid. <laughs> Again, like, I don't like a four-year-old. Really care about yeah. him when he was a little kid. I like the he was like, and the yeah, dad, killing people. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Does he as like shit. it? Does he have the little helmet on and he's killing people? Is that, is that what's going on? No, no. He's like this little kid, and then his dad dies, and he's very sad. Is this going too long? I fuck Do not these people. give a shit care. at all about that. I want to hear his reaction to the third less. one. It, well, don't worry, because in the third movie, you know what shows up? The Death Star. Awesome. Man, that fucking... Wait a minute. What is it doing, George? Well, you just see it at the very end of the movie. It's being built, and Darth Vader's just kind of looking at it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Again, I don't care how they built it, or how they put in the toilets or the air conditioning. I just... <laughs> like it when it's done and then it's blowing planets up that's kind of what's cool about it you look really sad I, dude I gotta say I'm pretty fucking sad man that sounds awful that, that, that all just sounds like shit would you like some ice cream I, I would yeah I would like some ice cream I like ice cream man that'd be cool if I had like yeah, a, a dish ice of ice cream well, here's a big bag of rock salt. <laughs> you just said I was going to have a dish of ice cream. Well, when you combine the rock salt with ice and cream and sugar and flavoring, it becomes... I don't give a shit where the stuff I love comes from. I just love the stuff I love. 
<laughs> hey, do you like Angelina Jolie? Does she give you a big boner? Well, here's John Voight's ball sack. <laughs> That's right. The pink, yeah, glistening ball sack she swam out of. It's perfect. Now jerk off to that, you lucky so-and-so. <laughs> Perfect. It, I mean, that's that's what it is. Is yeah, that you're watching the sausage get made, and it's not fun with the prequels. I, mean, I thought the second, third one were okay. the, the third one was not bad. Like, but it was fights. two different movies. Yeah. Like, and and actually, we can pinpoint. And actually, there is a debate among Star Wars fans that Steven Spielberg took over after this point. Okay, he was supposed to direct. Yeah, he was supposed to direct Empire Strikes Back. I don't think it would have been as good. No, it was the third one. He was supposed to direct the third one. That would have been awesome. But he would, he did something else instead. I'm trying to think. 83, that would have been. I don't know what 83, what he did in 83. When was E.T.? It might have been Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Maybe. Um, E.T. was 1980, I think. I think so, too. But, um, okay. What was I going to say? Uh, you can pinpoint where it becomes two different movies. Okay. When it's all happy. When Anakin, it's not, it's still pretty dark, but when Anakin walks into the Jedi temple, it's one of the only genuine moments of George Lucas directing those movies where he truly became a great director. Again, it's one moment where that kid runs up to him and says, master Skywalker, what are we going to do? They're all over the place. And then he just kind of looks at me, turns his lightsaber on and that kid like scares him and he kills those kids. He killed those kids. And from then on, it becomes a completely different film. Like, it's really fucking dark, and it's really violent. I think that's where I liked it at. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it kind of built, and uh, Ian McDermott was great as the Emperor. He did a really good job. And actually, that fight between Mace Windu and um, Samuel Jackson and, and Ian McDermott was good. It was a good fight. He cut my damn hand off! Ah! <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, there's that. Um but again, uh, I think that the idea of leaving Darth Maul alive till the third act and then having Darth Vader strike him down is a pretty good idea. I think so, too, because there was not anybody really for him to fight. Obi-Wan was good. Yeah, he could have fought Obi-Wan, but he lost that fight. He had it won. Obi-Wan, like, retreated kind of, and then he's like, he's like tell him, don't try it, because you know, you know what I'm going to do. And Anakin knew, too. He just thought he was powerful enough to get it over there and get it get it done before he could cut him, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, I, striking Darth Maul down and then also have the fight between him and Obi-Wan, but make yeah. it more, a more kind of perfunctory kind of fight. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter much in the whole scheme of things. You know what I mean? He's already turned. You can't. And what's the deal? Like, do, like anytime they fail or whatever, do they have to go in hiding? Cause Yoda goes into hiding. No Yoda. See, and I don't think they went into that enough. I actually had written a scene I'm sorry, but I think it's good. Okay, I, I can't. I I don't. I've, I'm interested to hear what you wrote. Okay, in place of that bullshit. I wrote a scene <laughs> at the beginning of Yoda sitting in a room by himself, playing tiddlywinks. <laughs> Actually, uh, <laughs> he was. Uh, I was going to try to think of something really funny. He's playing with Play Doh. <laughs> yeah, no. he's, he's playing with Star Wars toys. He's, yeah. He gets real meta. Pew, pew. Oh, hey, <laughs> playing. I was. Hey, oh. <laughs> Defeating intergalactic tyranny, I was. <laughs> no, I actually had a scene between um, him and Samuel Jackson's character, Mace Windu. Like, and the scene was Samuel Jackson was a terrible character in that. He was kind of. He was the head of the Jedi Council, but he had no real power. You yeah, know, he was just kind of a 
We he need, loves the movies. We need a black guy. He, but no, but <laughs> Samuel Jackson's a massive Star Wars fan. He, oh, I know. He wanted to be in it. Um, but Mace Windu comes to Yoda and says, you know, and all of a sudden, because they actually referenced it, and I was like, well, that's no good. There's a cloud over the force and nobody can sense anything. They don't, they know something's going on. So he comes to Yoda and he says, um, you know, you're, you're the math, you're the, the, the oldest, you're the, the daddy Mac. <laughs> Basically is what he's saying. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you're the most powerful. You, what's going on? And Yoda has to look at him honestly and say, I can't tell you because he knows Yoda is one of those people who understands the nature of the force and the balance of the force. He knows the light is too powerful. He knows they've got too bloated. There's too many of them. So he knows that Darth Vader, Darth Vader's role, don't get it wrong, was to bring balance back to the Force, but not in the way that everybody thought it was, that it was going to be this peaceful, great thing. No, no upheaval, no real change, or even bringing back the balance is going to happen nicely and peacefully. That's not going to happen, especially when when they're so at odds. You know what I mean? When one side is so weak and the other side is so powerful. The Sith had virtually no power. They started to regain power with the, the Force birthed Anakin, because it needed balance again. And he did exactly what he was supposed to do. That is the real rub. And the fact that Yoda knew it in this scene, knew it the whole time. As a matter of fact, I rewrote the scene between him and the Emperor, too. Because he had the Emperor defeated. He was dead. He was down. Yeah, that Emperor, I thought he did a good job, too. He did. Ian McDermott does a great job. But my the scene I wrote, they got into the fight. And at the end, Yoda has him down. He's got his lightsaber on. He's just like, I could destroy you. I should destroy you, but you and I both know how this is supposed to get, how this is supposed to happen. This is what brings balance to the force, and now I have to walk away. And then he t- puts his lightsaber off, and he walks away. End of movie. End scene. Gets dun, on a ship. Dun, fly- dun, 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 yes, dun, yes, dun, yeah. Dun, with the Vader theme coming in, and Darth Vader walking in after he's defeated Darth Maul. That's the end. And that is that's a better. That is a more honest ending. Instead of the instead of him like. Finding out that he killed Padme? No! no! Even though the, when they were operating on stuff, it was kind of cool. When they, yeah, that was when they awesome. were attaching the, the suit. All that stuff was awesome. It was cool. It was cool how um, he didn't really care that it was before. It is a prequel. So yeah. that suit, it looked way more technologically advanced than yeah, the, than the suit. And so, the, yeah. you, you know what? It fucking should have, even though it took place beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I was... Watching the Kevin Smith reaction, yes, to it, and he he said that fans are telling him that so, there was a nod to him in it. He is in it. He's in the movie. Kevin Smith is in uh, He's something in it. There's a lot of people that are just something in it. Did I? T- okay, go ahead. Um, I'll share the other ones too. It's pretty cool. But he, uh, you know, whenever they're getting ready to go into the new Death Star, Death Star five point I knew that's what that was before you even say it. Uh, whenever he says, what, 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 "What did you work in here?" Sanitation. In sanitation, yeah, because you remember, yeah, in, in clerks, he's just clerks, like, yeah. you think the average stormtrooper knows how to install a toilet main? <laughs> yeah, do you he think does. that was a nod? Do you think that was a nod to Kevin Absolutely. Smith in the script? So, so do a lot of fans. Kevin Smith won't come out and say it. He says, "I don't know if it's a nod to me, but if it was, that's awesome." <laughs> it is. I yeah. think so too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, that movie, man, and and the other cameos, which include Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is a stormtrooper who walked away. Oh, you're going to drop your gun. I'm going to drop my gun. gun. (laughs) That was fucking awesome. And then also Simon Pegg played the guy who was giving her the food. That's worth one One half portion. portion. That's Simon Pegg. One quarter portion. That's not his voice, but it's... But he's like the guy. He's the guy in the suit. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. 
It showed him like, like wonder, there's a picture of him with the hat off because it's fucking hot. It's Tunisia where they. Film I wonder that, who so. who else was in it, like in, in those little roles. I don't know. Um, I saw a thing about it, but I I never really did any more research as to who else might have been. I'm going to look it up right now. Cameos in the new Star Wars. Cameo is in the new Star Wars. Wired up. If you get that reference, God bless your heart. <laughs> you think anybody gets that reference? Probably not. Cameo. My buddy was talking about Cameo the other day. Say, he said, Cameo's gay. Man, I couldn't accept that. And then I went back and watched the Word Up video. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that red cod piece on. He's like, yeah, he's gay. It's uh, Here's the Vanity Fair's 24 delightful Star Wars cameos that you might have missed. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. Spoilers, yep. spoilers, spoilers. Thomas Brody Sangster is third petty officer. That's uh, isn't that uh, Game of Thrones kid? Yeah, that's uh, Jojen Reed. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. As who? If some of the voices during Ray's flashback sequence spoilers sound familiar to you, there's a good reason. As Ray touches Luke's lightsaber, she's bombarded with images of Luke and R two D two, Kylo, and the Knights of Ren, and herself as a young child. In the background, J.J. Abrams reveals that you can also hear a snippet of Mark Hamill screaming no from the Empire, from Empire Strikes Back. Nice. And a bit of Frank Oz's Yoda, and chillingly the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, Ray, these are your first steps. It's not Alec Guinness, come back from the dead. That's awesome. There's a theory that it's Obi-Wan's granddaughter. That is a theory. Then he rode off in his motorcycle. Okay, we asked Evan McGregor. It's voiced by you, McGregor. Abrams told him we asked you and McGregor to come in and do the line, and he was awesome, and we were very grateful. He was incredibly sweet and handsome, and all that stuff. <laughs> then he rode off on his motorcycle. Literally the coolest voice over actor ever. Kevin Smith and Abrams uh, himself also lent their voices to the Force Awakens. Billy Lord as Lieutenant Connix. I don't know who Billy Lord is. Is she a famous actor? I don't think. I don't know. Oh, she's in Scream Queens. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Leia. It's uh, it's what's her name, Leia, the lady that plays Leia's real daughter. Yeah, word. His JJ Abrams' dad is in it. Captain Cypress, whoever that is. Captain Phasma was uh, Gwendolyn Christie. That's not really a cameo. I mean, you don't see her face, but I, I, she'll be in the next one, of course. There's her, another Game of Thrones chick. Huh? I didn't know that. You know now. Nice. Bill Hader, of course, is. BB-8 or BB-88. Oh, the cast of The Raid, which is a kung fu movie. Apparently, Oh, were, as uh, as uh, Kang, Kang, Kanja Club. Kanja Club. Kanja Club. Kanja Club. Simon Pegg is Unkar Plut. Who was holding uh, Rai's hand as she was walking away in that scene. Said, come with me. That's, oh, that was him? Yeah. John Reese davies Daniel Craig. John Reese davies Who did he play? Oh, Greg Gunberg. That guy. Mm-hmm. He's been in everything J.J. Abrams has ever done. He played Kylo Ren? No, 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 no. Um, fuck, he was in Firefly and uh, Lost for a little bit. Alias, Felicity, Heroes, Mission Impossible 3. Hmm. Like, get a real good close look at him and you would recognize him. You know seeing motherfucker. I know, dude. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah you're right. It's, it's uh, Abrams' best friend growing up. Oh, okay. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> to have a buddy that's like the most successful director now of all time. And I will say he is the most successful director of all time. You'd say he's the most successful director of all time? I will say. If not yet, by the end of this, 
I'm just going to call it and say he's the most. He's going to be the most successful director of all time. He, dude, he brought he Star Trek and Star Wars. He brought them back and gave them their balls back. You know what I mean? And Warwick Davis. Yeah, he was in, he was in the in the uh, canteen. Wallavan, Wallavan, whatever that is. He appears in Masconada's Tavern, a short pink snout and puckered eyes. And Judah Friedlander is also credited as a bar patron. You know who Judah Friedlander is? No. He was in 30 Rock. Always has the hat say that say something different. He's the world champion. Yeah. Yeah, Judah yeah, Friedlander. yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, remember the fucking Dave Matthews video where yes. there's a guy giving out free hugs? He's actually in uh, an episode of Fire of the Concords, too. Yes. He tries to sell a cake. That's, to, uh, <laughs> that's Judah Friedlander. I don't want it. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, God. I can't remember what he called him. It was some kind of female name or something. No, but uh, how do you think Abrams... Shit. Sorry. Is it a cramp? Yeah, like cramp. Stretch it out. Which is a calf or... It's a hamstring cramp. Hamstring. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Stretch it out. Ah, that's better. You Thank want a banana? <laughs> I got some at the house. <laughs> I've eaten plenty of salt today. But... Um... Yeah, you did. What? <laughs> <laughs> What we did earlier, you definitely had some salt. You know what I'm saying? Talking about coming in his mouth. <laughs> I don't think that anybody had a doubt what he was talking about. Um, I had to make it clear. <laughs> no, I think that Abrams uh, is the like the second coming of Spielberg. Like he's. I thought you were going to say Christ. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> no, he's 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 he a made, he made he's, his, they are kind of like when Spielberg was good. Mm-hmm. Like Spielberg, I think is still good. I haven't seen he anything just, his, recently. His powers have kind of left him when it comes to the blockbuster thing. He's not; those guys aren't familiar with the technology. They don't know they they're out of their element. You know what I mean? Like him and Lucas are completely out of their element now. Lucas basically made a giant video game for the prequels. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all this shit I can do. I don't care. Shouldn't I he don't have, care? Shouldn't he have just done that then? Are, have, aren't movies you, aren't movies becoming that? Or video games becoming somewhat, that? but I think that practical effects are coming back because there's a backlash, and a lot of directors like Abrams don't like digital effects. Like you and I have said that uh, the Arkham Trilogy video game, the Batman Arkham Trilogy, mm-hmm. it's the best Batman thing. It is because it's never ending. You can always mm-hmm. just go put on the bat suit per se, absolutely, and be in Gotham and go beat up thugs. It is so layered too. It's, it's fun, yeah. It is the perfect and mix. And now you can drive the Batmobile. That's what I'm saying. It's the perfect mix of the uh, really... And the story is dark. Fuck yeah. Dark. Just the Professor Pig storyline. Oh, God. Holy shit. <laughs> I was playing that, and I had to go back and keep trying to beat him, and it bothered me every time. I'm like, I got to beat this guy so I don't have to come back here. He just yeah. keeps murdering people. I know. And then setting them against you. It's the worst. I hated it. I know. But shouldn't they just make really good Star Wars video games? Yes. Well, they did for a while. And this new one, it looks like so much fun, and I want to play it so bad, but it it's only online against people, and I don't feel like doing that. I want a story. See, the, I, and I don't like that either. I think that this, the video games, especially I've been playing lately, like The Last of Us and uh, Bioshock and games like that, games that, see, you, I do hyper-focus on things. You notice that when yes. you, me with songs. Yes. If I find something I like, I'm going to... Like just before we started this, you asked me to recommend a song to you. Yes. What's in the, uh, find me a good Sturgill Simpson song and I'll download it and listen to it a million times <laughs> until I want. I to I don't kill really do that. Like I'll I put it in the I'll listen to it like on its own, then I'll put it in the shuffle. You added it to the playlist. Yeah. So there's that, but there's also intellectual properties like movies, books, things like that. I don't 
I don't branch out because branching out has burnt me in the past. There's a lot of shitty stuff out there, in my opinion. That doesn't make it shitty necessarily. It's just not for me. Like what's not for you? That's like kind of popular. Um, that a lot of people like. That not like something stupid like fucking uh, Twilight or. Uh, I'm trying to think. When it comes to uh, we'll we'll go fantasy for a minute. Okay. Um. Sweet, sweet fancy baby. <laughs> I don't I don't like uh Terry Goodkind, who is a massive he's a massive writer. He's got a massive following. He's got a really cool name. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Have I heard of anything he's written? Uh I don't think so. It's in the fantasy realm. Um I me and Bradley, my brother, is a genius and we're of a similar taste. He's yeah. so smart you can barely talk to him. That's how smart he exactly. is. Exactly. Uh, you and, have to be on his level. But that's the thing. But Every recommendation he's thrown at me, I've agreed with because not because he did it, because I went and did it, looked at it myself and said he's right. So I've learned to trust his instincts with things too. He loves Game of Thrones. He and once you break great. that trust, <laughs> like like if I recommend you a bad song, yeah, like you'll you won't you'll look quit. It. You'll quit the show. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, but no, the the Wizards first. We're getting really popular in New Zealand. Nice. <laughs> We're never going to go there. Uh, I, would go, I would go to the fuck. I would New too. Me too, dude. It's awesome. It's like an eighteen-hour fucking plane, plane flight, something like that. Yeah, yeah, crazy. That's what Lewis Black said. It's redonkulous. If you ever get a chance, don't. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be like a six-month trip for me to go there. Well, it would have to be at least two weeks or something like that. You know what I mean? No, it would have to be. It have to be a solid month because it's going to take you basically two weeks to get there. You know. You know what I mean? It's going to feel like two weeks anyway because it's going to be like an eighteen-hour flight. Yeah, unless unless you're in first class. Yeah, where you like now with the planes that go over there, it's uh, you have pods. Yeah, but it's. I mean, there's that. There's. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that's really popular, people really like that I'm not into. Um, but th- that's good. You know what I mean? So I, I wasn't into the Star Wars, and I'm. I still sort of think like the first three are horse shit. The Walking Dead. Yeah, you're not into The Walking Dead? I don't Dead. like The Walking Dead. Not that I think it's bad. I think it's good. It's just... And I love zombies. It's just weird. There's something about it that doesn't jive with me. I don't know if it's... in, it, in the fact that it's in a long form, that I know they're going to escape pretty much every week. Not everybody, but the main characters pretty much are. You know, not only that, but I think it drives down the tension. Because in a zombie movie, especially a zombie movie where there's slow-moving zombies... Yeah, I don't like fast zombies. You know, I think it's the fact that they're slow and keep coming and inexorable. They just, you can't stop them. You know what I mean? They're going to keep coming. And also there's the fact that it gives you a little wiggle room for some comfort and the fact that you put, imagine yourself in that situation, especially like, uh, I'm going to go back on what I just said, the Dawn of the Dead that Zack Snyder did with the fast zombies in it. Love that movie. I bought a copy of the pawn shop for two bucks uh, with Ving Rhames and, um, you know, well, he's the only big name actor in it. But uh, the fact that they're in the mall and it has a scene where they're just like hanging out, Ving Rhames is lifting weights, somebody's drinking, you know, they're watching movies and stuff like that. That's what I do in the event of a zombie apocalypse. There is a part of me, and I think a part of everybody, that in a sense is happy that civilization is collapsing because you don't have to go to a fucking job. You, yeah. don't, you don't have to do anything. It's all survival now. Now, that's going to wear off when the water starts to run out and the food starts to run out. Then the reality starts to get driven home. But when things are still stocked up and we still have electricity and the grids haven't gone down and all that stuff, eh, I don't have to go to work today. <laughs> sort of a vacay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, but uh, but I'm saying 
The Walking Dead is one of those that I liked it, um, and I still see the value in it. Well, the thing with The Walking Dead is, unless you have no shelter or anything, the zombies aren't really that big of a problem. Unless they just uh, they're so so such a giant amount of them. Well, that's the other people are the problem. That's what I'm saying, and that's. Uh, Again, that's what I was talking about earlier, the fact that I that's the reason I like like something like The Last of Us. The zombie type creature in that are such a minor part of the game. Yeah, but some of those zombies in that game are fucking much scarier than the ones on The Walking Dead. They are, because they're not actually dead and you they know, can run, they can you know. I, um the what made the in The Last of Us what made them zombies is real. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. can happen. Yeah. I think it's the Anamanita muscaria mm-hmm. or some, it's some sort of mushroom that can take, that takes control of ants. Yeah. And makes them serve it. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, so, and, it, and that's the, the coolest part about it. But also the fact that what makes the walking dead is cool as well is the peaceful times and the beauty of it. Like, yeah, there's some of that. Like when she's like, look, fireflies and she's, you know, and they're cir- circling her and, and Ellie's almost, angelic in that part you know and then there's the part where i don't know man just the end of that game where i remember watching it with annie and annie's a she's a brilliant person and you know especially for being a 14 year old you know kid we're watching it and joel and it's before i love the part where he's in the car and he's driving and you don't know what decision he made initially like remember when when uh Marlene says, you can still make the right decision. She's not going to feel it. And then she tell it, gives him the line, um, this is what she'd want. And he kind of looks away from her and she's like, and you know that, you know what I mean? And he makes the decision that is an awesome decision of love, but it's also a very selfish decision. And, but at the same time, is it? He loved her. What would you do for somebody that you love? You know what I mean? What would you do for your daughter? If somebody came to me and said, you know, your daughter, I won't even mention her name because I don't want to say that, but your daughter is going to die to help everybody else. I'm literally going to, before, That's I, hard, I, before, That's... before I can stop myself, I'm going to be like, fuck everybody else. They can all fucking die. Yeah. We'll all die together. I'm not giving her up. You know what I mean? We're all going down with the ship. And that's what Joel did. He, he, he said he loved her as his, he lost his daughter. He wasn't going to lose another one. And again, that's the decision he made. That's, Spoiler if you haven't played the four-year-old game. Yeah, yeah I think everybody's <laughs> played it. But, you know, that that thing where um, also at the end, you know, she's talking to him and saying, you know, pr- swear to me everything he says about the fireflies is true. And he doesn't even really skip a beat. He says, she, he's like, I swear. That's the end of the game. That is so good. And I asked Annie, did he make the right decision? And she kind of said, he did, but he didn't. And then we, you know... That's a very adult thing to say. A kid would see the things in terms of black and white. Either gonna either gonna be the kid who thinks that you know sacrifice yourself for everybody. No, he didn't make the right decision. Or if it was himself, he would have done it. Yes, absolutely. If, With, if without it was yourself, hesitation, would you do it? Yeah, I would after I got a blowjob. I would and I ate a steak. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to meet my terms. <laughs> We'd have there'd be some negotiation. I <laughs> <laughs> would be. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think, laughing, thinking of what my terms would be. Dominican poison here now <laughs> for a week. A one pound steak. <laughs> Ribeye, please. Thank you. And don't you dare cut the fat off. Um. 
I love the fat on the steak. Absolutely. Um, no, but you know, I love those, those properties that have that little thing that sets them apart. The walking dead on the surface is great. But it's everything you think it's going to be. You know what I mean? It really, yeah, it really doesn't throw any curveballs. It could at be you. trapped on a desert island. It could be. Um, hell, I don't know. I mean, I, it's what the you have to have really good characters, and and they have a lot of them, but they also have some duds. They do, and that's that Michonne character with that fucking sword that gets my nerves. I'm but sorry, it's awesome. Yeah. She doesn't really use it anymore. Not my thing. I, 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 I don't much. think it's... I think it's because she's black and you're a racist. No, um, absolutely not. That's not it at all. Did you see it when she first showed up? I did. When she had the two two men with their jaws cut off and they were chained to her? That was pretty dope, dude. That was kind of cool, but at the same time, it kind of took it from the realm of being an, an actual conversation about what would happen at the end of the world with zombies to now we're in a comic book. Mm. Well, it... It's it is a comic book. Quite literally based on a comic book. I know that. That's quite literally straight out of the comic book. But the thing about it was, that's when it got wonky for me, because it was like at the beginning, when I loved like the first couple episodes, especially the first episode, when he first wakes up, and everything's deserted, and he's walking around and all that stuff. That was awesome. I'm like, this show is so fucking badass. But then as it went along, it just got more and more comic booky. I'm like, I don't know. They did some less. They, they did do some of that shit, but they did a lot of, they sort of, kind of got rid of like the the sweet moments yeah in a, in a couple of last couple of seasons really I, and i know that's conscious because they're something should change to get you know and, they have, and we would have a, they're oh, fixing to kill off a major character right right now but everybody thought they did i don't know man and it's also like uh that major character that everybody thought they killed off he's gonna get killed off at, in the second half of the season <laughs> Just so everybody knows, I, by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I think it's, I think that's really great. I think that, uh, but I, but again, not my cup of tea. I think that, um, I think you'd like Fear the Walking Dead better. I think I probably would. They only have seven episodes, but yeah. to me, it seemed, it looked, it looked cooler, like an, a really cool indie director was mm-hmm. directing it or something. I think they try to go in a different direction. Yeah. And it's from the actual beginning. It, it didn't start with somebody laying there waking up and it all of a sudden happening. All right. It's from the actual beginning of it and how in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. how they reacted and what a clusterfuck that was. See, I, I hope that Bill Burr was thought of when they did that because he's just helicopter. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate fuck this. I'm out of here vehicle. Um, yeah. And that's why he, you know, he literally learned how to. He's a, he's a helicopter pilot now. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's great, and I, I I don't know, man. It's also the thing with um. Okay, another thing, and another thing. Video game vein, things like Black Ops and things like that, and probably Battlefront. Even though it is Star Wars, I don't. I want a story with my video game. Exactly. I don't care for just blowing shit up. As cool as it looks, and it does look cool. That's why I was so disappointed. There was a game that came out. That the the gameplay was so hard and and the controls were so fucked up. It's Homeland. Do you ever play that one? Yeah, it had a cool story. Homefront, Homefront, and they're making a new one. I hope they do it better. Uh, I, yeah, because the story was real cool. It was a great story, and actually, I like playing the game to a certain point, but it was so fucking hard. Like it was yeah. just re- un- unnecessarily hard. I don't think I finished it, and I was real close. I, I didn't. I didn't. because it was that it was something about a helicopter and. Mm-hmm. I just, God, that's frustrating. And it was frustrating to me because I, I liked the concept. I was like, I want to like this so much. And it just didn't give it me. It looked like the, uh, the newsreel stuff. Yes. Played, showed, it was great. And it actually mm-hmm. happened. It showed, it was, it came out before Kim Jong il died. Yeah. 
and it showed it, it said Kim Jong Il has died and his son Kim, Kim Jong Un has taken over. Yeah, and now he it, it was like uh, it was sort of like the new version of uh, that fucking movie with Red Patrick's, Dawn. Yeah, it was sort of like Red Dawn. Well, they were go- and they actually had some maps that we're going to try to put up like with Colorado, Montana, and places like that. But it's also like Bioshock. Okay, Bioshock to grab me at first. The fact that it did uh, Art Deco, yeah, like the surroundings were so eerie because it was such a beautiful, glittering place, and it just descended completely into madness. For one thing, that's metaphor, and for another thing, it's also just awesome. You know, the way they set everything up and the way that the music was playing, and you know, the the fact that they had that good time twenties music and stuff like that, and those people talked in twenties, you know, basically patois and stuff like that. It's, you know, what I mean. That's what put it over. But then the fact that they, in Bioshock Infinite, that they told you this is all quantum physics. This is all just slight differences of choice and cause and effect. And this is different than this because it was so fucking awesome. Like in the fact, and when they went back and with the downloadable content, tied them completely in together and made something gorgeous and just and mind-blowing. I, my, I want my mind to be blown when I when I want my dick to be blown. That too. This is where we differ. <laughs> Anything else you want to squawk I, about? No, I think that's it. All right, folks. This has been the Fun Employment Files episode 16, I think. I'm not real sure. It'll be on the description. Go fuck yourself. Um, it's been the Prince of Podcasting along with the Duke of Discourse. Tune in on Thursday for an all new Pillow Fort Radio and a very special episode. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys. Um, Tell your friends we don't want to work anymore and this should be our jobs. <laughs> Love you. That's not the one I wanted. There it is. Time and time again, old I've been going through the motion. It's a means to an end Ends don't seem to me Walking around Living the dream Anytime I take a notion Till the truth comes Bubbling up song bittersweet Ain't no point Getting out of bed When you ain't living the dream Like making a big old pot of coffee when you ain't got no dreams I don't need to change my strings Cause the dirt don't hurt the way I sing Oh, I don't have to do a goddamn thing Sit around and wait to die Well, I've been waiting on an angel waitress Come and take my order Tell me all about the special day Staring at a puddle of mud in my spoon And putting me much bolder Hoping them circles on the paper don't call back Telling me to start today 
smile Staring down on the chaos he created He said, son, if you ain't having fun Just wait a little while Mama's gonna watch it all the way She thinks mercy's overrated Yeah.